Hello and welcome to episode 14 of your parenting podcast. I know I'm a week late. Um, I tried not to even be a day or two late, but I skipped a whole fucking week. But uh, on the bright side, um, we are now officially homeowners. We have joined the club of being broke for 30 years. But it, uh, it is wonderful. I mean, to, to bust our asses and work hard and actually have it pay off <laughs> instead of just getting screwed. <laughs> yeah, it's like we fought to improve our credit. And we managed to get, you know, the house that we wanted in the neighborhood that we wanted. You know, for the price that we wanted. And we didn't have to didn't have to settle. I mean, it's still in my my son's same school district, so we won't have to change schools. Because we already had to do that once with his preschool. He made a lot of friends. Then we had to move him to go to a new school for kindergarten. And I couldn't do that to him again. So even when we were looking at this house, one of the first things I asked the guy, you know, is it, you know, which school district is it in? Oh, man, it's been... I mean, moving is, you know, just as much fun as you can fucking imagine. Even though, I mean, this has been our easiest move because we had two storage units. So most of our shit was already in boxes. Now we just have to go through the process of unboxing it. And it feels like it never ends. I'm starting to convince that somebody's sneaking in my fucking garage in the middle of the night and adding more boxes in there. So I feel like it's been nonstop and I am scramble egg exhausted. But we're down to probably the last... I don't know, fifth of the stuff in the garage. We've thrown away so much stuff, thankfully. We're trying to be less less cluttered. But we do have you know, we have so much more space. And I know being a little a little braggadocious, but it is this is the largest house I've ever lived in. And I keep waiting for the neighborhood to figure out it's me. Be like, oh sorry, we got the wrong guy. You can live, you know, in the construction dumpster at the end of the road. Yeah. We still, uh, you know, I'm sure once we get everything from the garage into the house, we're going to rearrange it, you know, ten fucking times in the next year. But, oh, man. And, you know, it feels good. It is weird. You know, I've never you know, really had any kind of assets. <laughs> Usually I spent, you know, most of my adult life as a, as a have-not. Which is mostly my fault, because I don't like school. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's weird now, you know, if we're applying for any kind of, like, financial institution or, or any kind of, you know, governmental questionnaire, and they say, oh, do you rent or own? I can finally check that own box. Instead of, you know, paying some other jerk off to pay the mortgage on whatever house I'm in. But I do feel bad about being so late on the podcast. Um, it wasn't my intention. I had every intention of taking a break from from moving stuff last week. But it was just... You know, by the time I would get to the point where I could take a break, it'd be, you know, 11 o'clock at night. And you know, I have to still have to work the next day. And... But, you know, it is what it is. But we, uh, we are very excited... 
you know, we're, and we managed to still have a little bit of extra money left over, you know, try and get ahead of the bills, you know, buy a couple little, you know, decorations and, you know, whatever last minute furniture we needed. The dude had to get a lawnmower. I gotta figure out how that thing works, because of course, instead of just sending you an assembled piece of hardware, you gotta build it molecule by molecule yourself. Man, maybe I can, you know, mow the neighbor's lawn an extra 20 bucks or so. Most of the lawns in this neighborhood aren't very huge. Thankfully. And this is, uh, yeah, it's a very nice neighborhood. In fact, my street, most of my street is still under construction. Um, I think there's only four houses, including ours, that have been actually moved into on our street. There's a handful that have the sold sign out front. But it does, uh, it's still weird. But it does feel good to come home and it's like, this is my house. Yeah, I don't have to worry about re-signing a lease in a year. Or, you know, worry about, you know... You know, the rent going up, or, you know. Of course, the downside is something fucking breaks, it's on me now. But, you know, we do, especially on all of our appliances, you know, the builder gave us uh, all this warranty paperwork. So most of us under warranty for at least a year, so. Which, of course, means, you know, a year and a day later, you know, my fucking refrigerator will, you know, shoot out of the roof or something. And that'll be on me. Also, another upside is that we, we moved in the winter. I mean, what passes for winter in Florida, but I guess, you know, I don't want to be shoveling snow you know, as soon as I come in here. But it was also nice to be, you know, bring all the stuff in the house, you know, while trying not to you know, have a fucking heat stroke. Well, speaking of health, I get to have a, another back surgery. My back has been giving me some problems here and there, which, you know, have steadily gotten worse. Now, you know, I'm sure there's probably 20% of that is genetics. Seems like most, uh, especially the men in my family, they have bad backs. But uh, most of it is my own, you know, you know gain some weight, don't exercise, don't lift with your legs. Been there, you know, had an MRI. Usually when you get your report, you know, there's like one or two sentences at the bottom that says, here's what's wrong with you. You know, mine was half a page. I saw the doctor about it uh, last week. And when he walks into the room holding my MRI report, and the first thing he says is, wow. <laughs> it, was, uh, it wasn't the reaction I was hoping for. You know, of course, everybody, when they... You know there's something wrong with you. You know, you obviously you want your doctor to come in the room and say, here, you know, take a handful of these Skittles and your problems will go away. But, I mean, my, my job has been very accommodating. And providing a, uh, an adjustable standing workstation on their own dime, I mean... You know, they'd be more than within their rights to... You know, have me reimburse them out of my paycheck. Please don't do that, boss, if you're listening. But uh, they've been, you know, extremely supportive. But I will have to be out for a good couple of weeks. You know, I guess there's 
It could be worse. That's what everybody tells you. It could be worse. You know, your fucking feet could fall off. And I hate those. I can't stand the it could be worse people. It's like... It's like when they say, oh, you shouldn't be upset because other people have it worse. It's like telling me, oh, you shouldn't be happy because other people have it better. It's stupid. The only thing worse than those people are the see you next year people. Oh, all of you motherfuckers. All day. Yeah, especially if they knew they weren't going to see me. I'll see you next year. Oh, man, I can't stand it. And, of course, as soon as word got out that people knew I couldn't stand it, I heard it from, from every fucking person. So I don't handle those little things very well. I handle the big shit pretty well. That's one of my uh, unmarketable skills. I don't handle inconvenience very well. And like little annoyances seem to irritate me more than they should. And I'm sure that's a lot of people. Yeah, that's one of my... That's my superpower. Is the ability to withstand emotional trauma. And I guess physical trauma due to my, my pain tolerance. Which, you know, I'm not trying to brag and sound like a badass because, you know, I'm by no means an athlete. But even the doctor, when he asks, you know, what are you taking for pain for this? I say, well, can't take Motrin anymore because it made my fucking colon want to explode. So I take Tylenol every now and then. He's like, well, you know, usually you know, people with these kind of things going on. You know, disc herniations and annular tears and all this other stuff. You know, usually, you know, these are the people that are walking with canes and crutches and... You know, maybe it's all good that my, my lard is concentrated in the front. Maybe that keeps me balanced. No idea. But that'll be fun. I'm gonna have the, uh... Even though the surgery is still a few weeks off... I still have that, I don't know what you call it, like the, the jitters, the nervousness. I mean, it's a good doctor, good hospital, good surgical team. You know, you just have that, that fear. It's like they're going to put me under, you know, and I won't wake up. So I need to like, you know, right before the anesthesia hits, I need to like whisper into them, Here's where I buried the treasure. And then I could drift off just to fuck with everybody. I'll change my uh, cell phone voicemail from the usual, um, you know, robot. You know, you have reached the voicemail. And I'll change it to something like, you know, I'm, you know, having fucking surgery. You know, don't call me. Speaking of, I ran into this at work. Occasionally, people have a, when you call somebody and it says their voicemail is full, how many fucking voicemails do you have to have? I can download like 500 songs on my phone and those are like, you know, three to five minutes each. I like the symphonic metals and sometimes those songs are a little longer, but still, how many voicemails do you have to have on your phone for it to be fucking full? I have no idea. I don't think I've ever had more than two voicemails for like 24 hours. Or the people that haven't set it up. 
if you call them, it's like they you reach somebody they don't have their voicemail set up. It's like how? I think my phone I think did it automatically when I turned it on. Whenever I bought the phone, it was just there. I feel like that'd be something you have to like put effort into to turn off. Maybe that's what they want. It's like they don't want anybody to call them. I guess it doesn't matter. These are the little the little bullshit that that irritates me. I've heard about this. Uh, this one's probably going to be all over the place. This episode. This uh, this bird box movie. And I haven't seen it yet. You know, but I've heard it's uh, it's very good. It's very well done. And uh, you know, Netflix apparently really. Uh, they really got it right, you know, when they did this one. Heard nothing but good things about it. And I'm probably never gonna fucking see it. I'm so far behind with movies. They don't even get me started on music. Fuck, I have no idea who any artist is within the last decade. It's like I still have my same, you know, playlist on Spotify that I had, you know, when I was in fucking high school. And it's just not that I don't like new music, I just I don't have the I don't have the mental energy to like peruse new sometimes if somebody gives me you know a hot tip somebody I, somebody whose judgment I trust not just some random asshole listen to Post Malone it's like that sounds stupid I don't even know what that is or they'll say you know, oh check out you know this band you know if there's somebody that knows me and they know what kind of music I like you know, usually okay I'll, I'll check out this band sometimes I'll you know because I don't really go on YouTube YouTube has those you know videos you may like you know, with music, I sometimes Spotify will have, you know, you know, suggest, you know, playlists and stuff. And sometimes I'll, I'll find something that it's like, I listen to some, I, I like that metal, you know, metal music with like the, the fucking orchestra and like the, the female opera singer singing in front of it. Or some dude with like an 80s power ballad voice. I don't know. I dig it. Yeah, don't judge me. I'll complain about the garbage you listen to. Um... But yeah, I don't know who any any new people are. Somebody was talking about some artist, like Ed Sheridan, Sheeran, something like that. I thought it was an actor. Yeah, like oh no, it's a singer, he's super famous. It's like I don't fucking know. Yeah, movies, you know, the same way. Yeah, like my Netflix queue, I couldn't even tell you what's in there anymore. I can't remember the last time I looked at my own Netflix profile. It's like, I, I literally have no idea. I remember there's the Star Wars Rogue One. I think that was on there. And I, that one I actually watched. And I had to make it a special occasion. Like, you know, I tell everybody to leave me the fuck alone. And wait till everybody went to sleep. <laughs> Other than that, I couldn't even tell you. It's like my, my all my TV watching is, you know, Paw Patrol and Disney Junior. And, you know, Vampirina and PJ Masks. I can tell you the plots of all of those fucking shows. So somebody's like, oh, did you hear about the news? Like, no, I haven't watched it. I would love to watch Stranger Things. I hear that's good. I think there's two seasons out now. Haven't seen any of them. So somebody says, oh, you gotta watch this. It's like, you know, I gotta pretend like I'm gonna, oh, yeah, I'll check it out. But I'm never gonna fucking watch it. You know, and it's just, I still have video games that I haven't even opened. 
I think The Witcher 3 is supposed to be like one of the best games made in the last 10 years. It still has the plastic on it. And it's like, I would love the idea that I could play it. Same reason I buy books. Yeah, which I promised my wife I wouldn't buy any more books for at least like three months. Until I read some of the ones I got. But like, I've tried to explain. It's like, maybe you know, I'm not really buying the books. I'm just buying the idea that someday I'll have time to read them. Yeah, maybe it's the same with the uh, the video games. It's like, I used to be you know, a pretty avid gamer. Yeah, but now it's like, and even then, that was when I worked nights. Like when you have my day off and I'd be home, you know, up all night. Everybody else is asleep and it's like I have you know, time to do whatever I want. Because I can't do, you know, my, my frail nerd body can't handle night shift anymore. It's like my, my video game time is pretty much after the kids go to bed because you know, they're just, not that I'm against video games, but they're just too young for the games that I play. Not that they're all violent or whatever, but it's like there's complex controls and it's like when you're teaching someone who's never held a controller to play a complicated game, it's like you're just asking for a fucking aneurysm. It's just not going to happen. You know, my, my kids, you know, every now and then I'll give them my phone, they can play you know, Angry Birds or the Willy Wonka game or whatever else. And, you know, there's one that's like this weird little pixel art game that my son likes. And we have, because we're old school and we're awesome, we have a Nintendo 64 hooked up where they can play Mario and Donkey Kong or whatever else. And and they just, my kids don't seem to, maybe they're just not like an elitist asshole like me with the, the graphics. And it's like, I look at those graphics on the Nintendo 64 and it's like, it makes me dizzy if I stare at it for too long because it looks so shitty. I mean, now we can make... You know, faces in video games, you know, that are almost indistinguishable, you know, from a real person. And then every time they turn it on, you hear, it's a me, Mario! And it's like they just lose their shit and, and they'll play that for hours and they'll think it's so fun. And it's like, I'm glad that they still, you know, can go through the world like there's still some magic in it. You know, maybe there is, maybe as an adult you just lose the ability to feel it. But, uh, yeah, that's why it's like, you know, when I see them, you know, playing those things and they're like taking turns, they're taking turns. That's the other thing. You know, they're not fighting. <laughs> and they just, they just have so much fun with it. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to be one of those parents. I mean, I've already done an episode about screen time. So, and I see those parents that are like, oh, I'm never going to let my children see any kind of electronic device and they're going to be fucking Amish until they're 18 and I'm going to kick them out into a world they're not prepared for. You know, not me. But it's just, you know, I almost wish I had a shittier TV. It's like we also busted our ass to get this giant 65-inch, you know, 4K TV and they're playing, you know, a 20-year-old video game on it. You know, like it almost breaks my heart. It's like I wish I could just remaster it. Yeah, same game with like updated graphics. I'm sure Mario would look terrifying. And they've asked a couple of times for the uh, Nintendo Switch. And I don't know. I mean, we've gone through, you know, several cheap tablets. Thankfully, we don't buy them, you know, the top of the line tablets. But we've gone through several cheap tablets just because, you know, as careful as they try to be, they're still, you know, four and five years old. <laughs> And it's just paying, you know, $400 for a Nintendo Switch, which I'm sure will get broken in one to three months. 
when they're all uh, a little bit older, they can play with the, you know, all their other toys. I mean, man, I get rid of so many toys. If they knew how many toys I've thrown away in the last week, they would disown me as a parent. But it's like it's shit that they haven't played with in forever. And of course, if they see me, throw it away. Oh my god, that's my favorite. It's like, listen, it's a puzzle missing nine pieces. It's like, you, you don't even know what the completed picture looks like. So it's like, any puzzles missing pieces, you know, toys that were broken, any chance I could get to throw something in one of these construction dumpsters. That's the other thing. We don't even have a garbage pickup yet. The street is so new. I mean, they technically don't even exist in the post office. So the good part is like up and down, you know, every other house to get these big giant construction dumpsters. So we've been just throwing all our crap in there. It's just these, in the toys they have, you know, just like if for Christmas, we were able to spoil them pretty good. And, uh, which is why I didn't mind throwing away a lot of their older toys, you know. And granted, we have a, you know, donate box we're giving you, know, not just like some, you know, some bourgeois person is like, oh, they played with this twice, I must throw it away now. It's like, no, nah, if it's still a good toy, you know, if they don't use it, I got no problem bringing them to Goodwill. You know, so they can go throw it away for me, apparently. But, uh, you know, eventually, you know, their, their toys are starting to evolve into more, you know, sophisticated stuff. Um, and then I'm trying to get, get him into more books. I don't think Logan's going to be a huge reader, but he, he likes certain stories. And I'm, I feel like I've fallen behind a little bit in doing that. And I used to read him books, you know, every night before bed. And now that we're almost settled into the house, I gotta start that again. But the uh, the toys, and toys now, are so fucking cool. You know, I had some cool toys as a kid you know, when I was a kid, but I mean now it's like, you know, and the Nerf guns. And I've already told my wife, who probably took it as almost like a threat. It's like when Isaiah, because he's you know one and a half now, when he gets to be. Probably Grace's age. When he gets to be about five years old, we're going to take about two to three hundred dollars and get a shit ton of Nerf guns and like two thousand of those fucking darts with the little suction cuppies on them. And we're going to have the ultimate Nerf war in my house and around it and in the yard. And it's going to be awesome. You know, I get together with my best friend. I mean, I know he's got a boy. I don't, I don't know if his, his young girl will be into it, but we'll see what we can do. And we'll have the, you know, this crazy Nerf war, and it's going to be awesome. Because apparently I'm still a man-child. And that's how you get your, your anger taken out. Especially, you know, when you realize, like, you think about all the times in the last year that your kids have been assholes. And you can hit them with, like, ten suction cup darts. That's got to be a pretty good release. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? This is why I try to write everything down. And it's just, this house has taken over everything in the last, uh, especially the last week. You know, we, uh, you know, the closing was, you know, was so rushed because everybody's trying to get their, you know, all the builders trying to get their closings in before the end of the year because of some kind of convoluted tax thing. So we had our, you know, our final walkthrough, you know, probably literally an hour before we went down to the office to sign the closing paperwork. 
And even then, we were still waiting on, you know, the final inspection. We didn't get the keys until later that afternoon, which kind of delayed the whole process. And we, thankfully, we had a, a lot of moving help. I'll be, you know, paying them back for a long time. I mean, thankfully, most of our stuff was in boxes, but we did have some heavy shit. And I finally got one of those L-shaped couches. A sectional, I believe they call it. And I've always wanted one of those. That's how old I've become. That's what I got excited about. I mean, there's a small part of my child brain that's thinking about the future Nerf war. But it's like, I was so excited to have a specific couch. And, uh, you know, my wife told me I was at work and she you know, texted me, sent me the, uh, that the lawnmower arrived. I had this little spike of excitement. What the hell happened to me? It's like any day now. We ordered a coffee table a while back. We'll be getting that. I'll be excited for that. And then we had this old busted up vacuum cleaner, which still works. Even though it's been in storage for like two years, it still works. But I'm secretly hoping that vacuum cleaner will break soon so I can go out and shop for a new one. Because that's the kind of thing that excites me now. That and stationery. I always have good old staples and Office Depot. What's even better is, is that Grayson is starting to get into it. He likes drawing his his Pokemon. And that's his new obsession. Everything is Pokemon. He's got the bed sheets. I'm pretty sure soon I'm going to have you know pictures on the wall. He draws the little pictures. He collects the cards. He doesn't really play the game. I don't know there's some kind of game you can play with the, the cards. He just likes to collect them. Put them in his little folder, his little sleeves. He likes all the toys. I mean, some of those toys are like, you know, 8 to 12 bucks. And he's like, oh, I gotta collect them all. And I was like, there's fucking 400 of those things. So I'm gonna need a, a second mortgage just to pay for all that shit. But, you know, you do what you can to keep the kids happy. He's just, he's happy to have his own room. Which I was worried that he would get, you know, he'd have a hard time falling asleep. Because he's always used to, you know, he's always shared a room with Logan. Not always, but, you know, once Logan was born. But I think it's it's good that, you know, Logan and Isaiah, you know, have their room together. Because I think it helps Logan fall asleep. I think Logan would be the one that'd be, you know, afraid of the dark or whatever, afraid to be by himself. And Isaiah seems to just fall asleep forever. He's at that age still. You know, one and a half where he can, if he gets tired enough, he'll just, you know, right in the middle of the floor and just fall asleep. Unlike last night, holy shit. This kid was, woke up about 10 something, must have had a nightmare, woke up screaming. It's one of the reasons I'm so tired today, even though I got to sleep in a little bit this morning. Thank you, Cynthia. But just, he just woke up just screaming, screaming. And see, this podcast is about children occasionally. But I don't know if he had a nightmare, but he just, usually he'll just, he'll whimper, then kind of slowly get louder if you ignore him. But this was just zero to a hundred. Woke up just screaming, crying, screaming, crying. Didn't want his pacifier, didn't want milk. He just wanted to be kind of held and walked around with. Uh, you know, I put on you know, the Disney Channel, you know, you guessed it, you know, PJ Masks. That kind of calmed him down a little bit. And we sat on our 
our couch, our sectional. We'll watch cartoons for a little while, then he would kind of start to drift off. But if I moved, he would wake up and start getting upset. And it was just, you know, after midnight before he finally fell asleep, I was able to move him back to his, his crib. Which, of course, only lasted like an hour. Then he wakes up again, and it's like a full pit stop. You know, and I've gotten it down to where, you know, as soon as I hear him start to cry, I'll give him just a couple ounces of milk. i got to warm it up. Because his majesty doesn't like it too cold at night. So I put it in the microwave, you know, 15 seconds, get it in the room while he's drinking it. Like change his diaper, you know, wipe him down, put his pajama pants back on, and I can usually be done with the pit stop and you know before he finishes the milk. And sometimes I'll get lucky, his diaper will be empty, but most of the time it's like he's smuggling a fucking grapefruit in there. But, you know, that's my boy. All my kids were, were pretty rough sleepers in the first couple of years. I'm sure I'm not alone. With any, you know, parent with young children struggling with that, it does get better. You know, Grayson, you know, for the most part, unless he has a bad dream or something, you know, will just sleep through the night. He's usually the one that sleeps in the longest. It's a, you know, Logan's getting better about it. He, you know, will sometimes just be up super early. But, uh, yeah, Isaiah's the last one. I'm hoping within the next year, Lord willing, he can, be, he can start sleeping through the night. And that's like what every parent with a young child is like. That's what they, they fantasize about. Some people think about cars and big houses and what they do with lottery money. And parents with young kids, it's like, what would I do with a full night of uninterrupted sleep? But, you know, it gets pretty rare. All right. Thank you all for listening. That is the podcast for this week. Um, I really appreciate you guys hanging in there, not uh, unsubscribing, because I was a week late. I do apologize for that. I will do my best to make it on time next week. You know, we're mostly settled into the house, so by then it should be, you know, we should be pretty good. But uh, thank you again for the support. Um, you can send any of your parenting hacks, funny kids stories, funny parenting stories, your parenting podcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to you next week.